Hello, fellow light workers, star seeds, aliens, human beings, anyone and everyone who resonates with all things out of this world, out of this realm, and out of the confines of your ordinary mind. Welcome to the Cosmic Collective. Hello, Cosmic Family, and welcome back to another episode from the Cosmic Collective. Uh, my name's Holly, and I'm sitting here with Chell and Jules. Hi. Hi. And today, we just thought that we would come together and just have a chat and see where it takes us. Um, and uh, we don't necessarily have anything in particular that we aim to speak about, but... Most of the time, when the three of us get together, we end up having some pretty interesting discussions. Um, so, I'd like to pose a question to the two of you. <laughs> what is weighing on your heart today? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Where do we start? Um, well, I guess, um, actually, I'm starting today off with this really... Um, I don't know, like driving in here this morning, I got this real sense of sadness and I was like listening to sad songs, wallowing in my sadness, like really wanting to sit in it. Um, but I, I don't really know where it's coming from. But I find that that's kind of normal for me at this time where, you know, it's kind of a bit of a roller coaster where I have days where I'm feeling amazing and days where... I'm angry, I've got so much rage, and then days where I'm really sad. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a roller coaster. But I feel like what is weighing on me at the moment is I'm feeling a bit blocked psychically. So, what does that mean for you? Uh, it means that when I'm trying to tap in to, um, I guess, other realms, seems like I need to really force it to, I'm trying to force it to happen and it's still kind of not happening how it usually does mm. um, and so yeah I guess that's my struggle at the moment that's what's weighing on my heart not really understanding why um, that's happening and I'm also having so much so many issues with sleeping at the moment um, I keep waking up all through the night, keep having these crazy vivid dreams and even when I am sleeping I feel like I haven't slept. Same. Yeah. Like you've spent the whole night somewhere else. Yeah. Um, probably afternoons. I'm convinced that's what's been happening for me too. Like over the weekend for, for my birthday weekend we stayed out camping and I feel like every night I went to sleep and I'd wake up and it'd be like seven in the morning and Kind of, I normally wake up through the night and like have things happen or whatever, or I'm like aware of my surroundings. And I feel like I'm just dying. Like I literally fall asleep and then I wake up. And when I wake up, I'm like, <gasps> and I like feel like panicked a bit. And then I look around and realize that like I'm in what is my normal reality, but I feel like I've been somewhere else doing something else mm -hmm. all night long, and I didn't wake up at all. So where the fuck have I been? <laughs> like it's like. I don't know how to explain it. It's like this feeling that it's been carrying with me for like a week. So, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably astral traveling of an evening because I know I'm waking up exhausted in mm. the morning. Mm. Like I'm really fatigued. So, yeah, yeah we're obviously really busy. <laughs> in our night. sleep. Well, <laughs> I feel like I solve things in my sleep. Like if yeah. I've got problems happening like emotionally or chewing on something during the day and not sure what to do with it. I feel like in my sleep, I'm normally solving problems and saving the world and you know, kicking ass, taking mm. names. It's yeah. quite busy. It's not, yeah. it's not restful. Yeah, I feel like I'm like in Star Wars or something mm. of the night and I'm fighting the darkness mm. with my light. I feel like everything's being heightened um, as far as some senses go. Mm. But then... Like over the last week, we've had some pretty weird things happen or like really intense things. 
Um, and then I get that too with the feeling that it's like some stuff feels switched off or like your guides aren't listening or anything. Sometimes mm. I feel like I'm on my own. But I also got a really clear message the other day when I was doing Reiki to relax, <laughs> which they're always telling me. Mm-hmm. But it was it was more like a relax into the background because I would like my connection is really strong and to not doubt that you don't need your guides there all the time to help you with things their absence is as much of a lesson as their presence mm. is what it felt like mm. um, and I think that's that's what it is that like that could be what it is for you as well Jules yeah that there's a absence there because maybe there's something in that space that you're meant to come to yeah, well, it's, it's really interesting because I feel like a big um, part of my, like the last 12 months, I've really been, um, I guess, kind of lost in spirituality and mm. not really very grounded. Like I found it really hard to be in my human self. Mm. Um, and so that very much could be the lesson that I need to ground myself and be more human and... Um, you know, not be as caught up in the spiritual realm and mm. kind of come back to earth, literally. They've just turned the volume <laughs> yeah. down for you. So yeah. they're like, just give her a bit of grounding and some human time and then we'll flick it back up to like 50. <laughs> I know, but human time is just so dense. Yeah. And beige. Beige? That's <laughs> a terrible culture. <laughs> um... What are, what are you feeling with that question? I don't know. I was just thinking about how uh, I channeled over my birthday weekend and how I feel like that that's not normal for me and how that kind of feels like, I guess I feel like in some way, shape or form that being able to channel um, means like you're a chosen one and I'm not sure I fit the bill. Like, it makes me feel a bit, like, you know, fraudulent, I guess, maybe. Like, not because I am a fraud, but because I just feel like, like, wow, what what, what a gift to have. But mm-hmm. I wasn't sure that that was ever going to be a thing for me. So mm-hmm. I feel a bit like... You gave it to the wrong guy? <laughs> yeah, like, are you sure you gave it to the right guy? Did you steal my gift? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. I lost it and you gained it. It's really interesting. Um, you know, I I have been given messages quite often in my life in many different forms, but to have experienced that, like I did the other night where we were doing a spirit board and they picked me to speak through instead of necessarily trying to spell it out with letters on a board, which was much easier for them, but exhausting for me. And ever since then, that's when... I've been having my sleeping problems. Mm. So I'm just kind of like, I definitely woke up today being like, what is world? <laughs> and uh, is any of this real? Does any of it matter? Not not in a way like, does any of it matter? Like, I don't want to be here. It's a like, what is of importance and mm. what's not and what's reality and what's a dream? And is all of it a dream? Is all the things... What's going on? (laughs) What's to say that a dream is any less real than this reality? Oh, I mean, I'm well aware of that. Your brain doesn't understand. So they say, whoever they is, they say (laughs) that, you know, your brain um, doesn't understand the difference and can't interpret the difference between reality and a dream, Mm -hmm. which is why law of attraction and manifestation work so well, is that you can train your subconscious basically to be super powerful by like using that factor that feeling that that even if it is a dream it could be real because even if it's real it could be a dream so it's like yeah i get that concept but i feel like that's like kind of how i'm feeling at the moment this real sense of unreality Mm. like and i feel really kind of cloud like foggy headed and 
kind of don't know what's real and what isn't. Mm. Yeah, that's that's well, what I'm feeling. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are going through similar things. Like even last night when we jumped on that live, like people, everyone's feeling a bit like, what's going on? Yeah, you know, because our the, everything we knew as reality has shifted. You know, who like did any of us expect that we would be in this weird space where we're all in some sort of weird lockdown and there's a virus on the loose and they've closed like world border like country borders and stuff it's it's super weird you know yeah it's like i was saying this morning it's like one of those 1980s future apocalypse you know worlds but it also seems really synchronistic at the same time Mm. it's just a weird space to be in because there's so much information out there that um it's hard to know what to believe and or what's right for us you know yeah and what's what's real yeah because there's a bunch of bullshit out there but some of the um wildest things i've heard have facts to back them up (laughs) like lots lots so like this is that's crazy if that's real because that's that's pretty full on. We live in a really weird place right now. This is a very strange yeah. experience. Yeah, but I think it's almost always been really strange. We just maybe didn't realise that it was strange. Yeah. We like we've been asleep for been. ages. We've been awakened and now we're like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Has this been going on the whole time I was sleeping? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Which then led me to be like, am I awake right now? I'm not really sure. Probably not as awake as you <laughs> Is this all a fucking pain? simulation? Yeah. I don't know. It's so strange. It's like I'm on my way here this morning. Even being on my way here, like I've been in lockdown too, even though I've still been working, um, working from home, and occasionally coming in person to do things. And it's just, um, I think I felt this way this morning, not just because of how things have been in the last week and channeling and astral traveling and all that stuff, but like. I'm I'm just as human as everyone else in that aspect of, like we kind of got used to a new normal, like being mm-hmm. on lockdown, and now you're asking us to go back in person, which is totally fine because I'm not actually afraid of the virus, but um, just the concept of you you pulled us all into this one experience, and then we got used to that because it felt like this then this feeling that I'm feeling today felt like it did whenever you first asked me to go into my house and not come back out, mm-hmm. and it's like you start to get used to it. That's kind of how emotional abuse works too. Like at first it's quite shocking, mm. but then you get mm. used to it and you don't even recognize it anymore for what mm. it is. Mm. It's like you just become numb in some way, you shape or form. It. You don't question anything. But So then it. I feel like, yeah, so you conditioned me to being in the house and now you want me to come back out of the house. And I'm just kind of like, is anything real? Do I have to do that? Yeah. What's being out in the world like? like? Oh my God. And then I realized, oh my God, you conditioned me. How did you do that? Even though I fight the fight and protest all the things. You still got me conditioned to being in the house and I let you do it. Mm. So I'm in Ooh. control of my reality. Why the fuck is that even happening? I don't know. I'm just questioning mm. all the things. <laughs> well, there's just such a big dismantling of society at the moment. So everything that we thought is real. So firstly, like we're living in a simulation anyway. So nothing <laughs> is real. And then what there we is thought, no spoon. We thought was actually real within the simulation turned out to not be real. <laughs> as well so so now like, what it's like inception like i just don't even that like am i even real which like, level are you are? in <laughs> are we here i don't know what's real because the, the whole dismantling of illusions it's just so i don't know is it it's just really expensive yeah that just made me think about like if we've all been shifted into this space where we're questioning our reality. It's basically like we've all just dived into our own consciousness and subconscious. We've been spending so much time there with those parts of ourselves. It's like we're swimming in our own pool of consciousness, <laughs> like our psyche. We're, we're yeah. you know, experiencing things like nothing outside of us is real. Yeah. We don't know what's... And I, is Real. this the normal stage to be moving from 3D through 4D into 5D? Is this the normal space 
to be moving through that because how we were raised before is in polarity so we had a definite identity how we saw ourselves how we saw the world mm. if you have definites about anything that's polarity mm. so part of moving into 5d is moving into oneness so then is this part of this unreality and readjusting and re i guess or not redefining because then that would be polarity but just learning to live with the things just are what they are and we don't have to make sense of them we don't have to name them they don't have to be a specific way or a certain thing is that what moving into 5d is well mm. who's to say that 5d is even a thing because the spirit board tells me i'm in 10d what the hell is that yeah but that's, see, that's true dimensions and things are so like there's so much more i think that we don't know with that because then there's you know being contacted by people in the ninth dimension and dimension mm -hmm. zero and those dimensions are different to our dimensions here which again are different to 3d 4d and 5d there's there's layers i think that we don't know about and that we might never know about Mm. In it, from this world yeah, yeah. that's too yeah. expensive for our limited awareness yeah dramatic pause <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's where I'm at <laughs> mm. kind of just like which pill did I take <laughs> yeah I took a red one a while ago I think maybe I'm um, Purple now or something. <laughs> I took a purple pill. Oh. Actually, I just wrote on the whiteboard with purple marker. It must be a purple pill. <laughs> <laughs> I chose the purple. You chose the purple. <laughs> um. So, uh, Jules, what does a life where you are connected psychically? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Feel like normally? And how do you know that normally. it's different now? Uh, well, normally when I'm doing Reiki, I have been seeing people's spirit guides or spirit animals or I've really been tapping into symbolism within their chakras to be able to give them messages. Um, and I feel like, you know, it's happening a little bit, but I, it kind of felt like it was um, on a bit of a trajectory kind of opening up more and more and more and now it kind of feels like it's going back the other way like closing down mm. so I don't want that to happen I want it to keep opening up do you think that want is what the block is uh yeah I don't know I don't know I do feel like I have a big lesson to learn about being okay with my like stepping into my human self um so that could be part of it. But I also do know, you know, when you really, really want something, it, it does block you. Like when you're trying to get pregnant, that happened to me for ages. Wanted it so much, wouldn't happen as soon as I went stuff it, I got pregnant straight away. <laughs> I feel like that's how the world works, isn't it? Yeah. It pushes you to every, in every situation I've, that I've ever really, truly cared about. I feel like I'm pushed to that edge of breaking. Yeah. Do you get broken and you're just like, oh. All right, cool. whatever. That's yeah. when you surrender. Well, and then everything floods in. You're like, oh, yeah. this is late. You're late. <laughs> but it's like, you were late, lady. That's <laughs> what manifestation is, isn't it? it? Where you have to get in touch with that emotion, but then mm. let it go and surrender to the mm. universe. So if you're not surrendering, you're blocking it. Mm. And everything happens in the right timing, you know, that whole divine right timing. Mm. I really think everything happens exactly how it's supposed to. What are you sitting over there all <laughs> smiley? Yeah, Holly's looking all smug over there. What's going on? What you well, keeping? Not that I wasn't keeping anything. I was just loving how my question just kind of made that open up entirely into like a self-realization that perhaps you're standing in front of yourself. Yeah. I can't help that the coach in me loved that. Like <laughs> well, just watching that breakdown. Well, I actually mm. knew that I was standing in front of myself, but I didn't know what, like what part of me was standing in front of myself. Oh, I'm not saying that you didn't know and that yeah. you just now realised it because of my wondrous question. I just mean <laughs> it's cool to see when you ask something something, comes, and yeah. how it opens up like a whole other thing where you start to realise what you or we are doing as a person to like cause the problem. Yeah, because mm, totally. we're our, we are the source of all of our problems anyways. 
exactly. Our reality is just a map of our own internal reference. So if something's not happening for me, then I'm somehow creating it. Mm. We just got to figure out, we just got to follow the roadmap and figure out how we're creating it. Or stopping yeah. it from creating it, like stopping us from creating it. Yeah. Well, that's, I feel like on that topic for me personally, I've most of my life there's been such a self-doubt in the exterior sort of world whereas internally it's like I know I'm capable of things and um can achieve all these things but there's some there's been some sort of block of like I'm not good enough Mm. you know and I feel like it's only really recently that I've come to a spot where I'm just like I'm exactly how I'm meant to be we all are so I don't really care if like good enough for what? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that yesterday when you were doing your live because I've you know had a block around doing lives before. Mm. Um, and I was thinking to myself, like, if I actually think of like individual people that I know or in my life, mm. do I actually really care what they think or would mm. they really be like negative mm. towards what I'm trying to do? And the answer was no. Mm-mm. So it's really only myself. Like it's only me putting my judgments onto what I think other people would be doing when when I actually think about it rationally, they wouldn't even be doing that. Mm. It's just me blocking myself. Mm. It's pretty interesting how projection works. Yeah, totally. Well, I've definitely said before and stuff, I'm like, oh, no one even cares what you're doing anyway. But I'm yeah. like, maybe that's a really harsh way of saying it. Like, pe- sure, people care what you're saying. But if you think about someone reading whatever it is you've written, or this, like they listen to it, you take it in, you take the bits that resonate with you and you go on about your day and you find something else or you go and do something and it's just like a little snippet of thing. You're not going there yeah. being like, do you hear that Jules chick or a dickhead? <laughs> well, <laughs> but even if they were like, oh, it's being, what difference does it make? Like being okay with the fact that not everyone will like me, mm. not everyone will resonate with me, not mm. everyone will, I mean, people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. Oh, that's so, so nice. That's so if nice. they, you know, can't meet me in the place that I'm at, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm saying we're doing the wrong thing Mm -hmm. it just means that they can't make you that Mm. which is totally fine but it's taken me a long time to get to that place Mm. Mm. well welcome (laughs) thank you we're here here. you have reached your destination (laughs) is there ever a destination please rate your trip (laughs) one star (laughs) <laughs> do not recommend it's like I was saying the other day we were in the car driving somewhere and I was like you know what I'm tired but not just tired as in tired today because I didn't have a good enough sleep I'm tired on a soul level yes, and I was like when I'm done with this life I need a break <laughs> like I'm gonna go and hang out on Jupiter for like five lifetimes and Who's to say that Jupiter is any relax. breakier? I'm just going to um, float in the ether. Yeah, like don't oh, send wow. me anywhere in particular. Yeah, just float. I hang. think there's a space where we can all take a break. Like you all see it in meditations and dreams and stuff. There's absolutely a space where that utopia I don't exists. Think I don't think there is I, either. Well, my understanding from what Ascended Masters have channeled is that where we go into the realm after this so there's the you know the earth realm astral realm spirit realm the ascended realm any of those realms are still have evolution of soul within mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. so that means we're still learning lessons and doing work mm. the only way the only places that don't have soul evolution is the angelic realm and pure divine source and we can't get there mm. so we're always going to be evolving our souls why can't mm-hmm. we we're not angels like we're not um we can't get to the angelic realm we can only go as far as the ascended realm well according to channelings from ascended masters Mm. like even if you're dead yeah if you're dead you can go to the spirit realm the ascended realm Mm. but the angelic realm and divine source are the only two realms of uncreation Mm. the other realms are of creation so that means we still have soul evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so working and working but and it's, working. You know, being able to find that space on earth though, like we do yeah. in our dreams or in meditation or 
seeing experiences just as experience, not as negative or positive, and just learning mm. and finding that wholeness and surrender, like mm. you said, in, in whatever life you're in with, whatever you're faced with, is like reaching those spaces because you've reached it within yourself. Mm. So you might not get a holiday, but maybe by the time I'm done with this lifetime, I will have learned enough that I can relax. <laughs> <laughs> As, as they well, say, you guys. You get told to relax and I get told to speed up, so mm-hmm. I must be doing too much relaxing. But I don't feel that relaxed, so I'm not buying into it. <laughs> they always say that. Told. The guides are always saying that. I need to take it less seriously. Yeah. I think I've spent a lot of time on other planets where I'm very serious and there's, like, crazy shit going on and there's battles to be fought and, you know self and other souls to help and preserve like it's it's an interesting world i was just thinking about i get told to teach and to ground Mm. and to anchor yeah you're a great anchor yeah you're good at grounding though you do that Mm. Mm. it's not really something i think about is it Mm. Mm. i need to come back down a bit sometimes because i enjoy being out there, like yeah. you were saying, being up yeah, in the higher realms or whatever, like so just you, dancing around. Actually, there. when you said that to begin with, Jules, I felt some part of me be like, oh, rude. Did I, did I trigger you? Yeah, like it was like, like I was like, uh, Earth is not beige and it's not that bad. And what are you talking about? I have a lot of fun here. And then I had to like reassess that thought process because I was like, why do you feel some type of way about Earth? You don't even like it here either. There's a lot of things about it that you don't like. And then I had like this whole dialogue with myself about your thing that you said while you were still speaking about it further. And it was just kind of funny because I know and I recognize in myself that when I feel ruffled and I'm like, whoa, it's because there must be something in that. And that's probably because I get told to ground a lot and I feel quite earthy and I don't feel like I'm in the clouds and I don't feel like I daydream and I don't feel like that I'm living in... This, I don't know, up there where, where lots of you are. And mm. I'm down here being like, <laughs> Get back down. This Come is back. a human experience. Come Get your back head to out the of the clouds. Experience. <laughs> like, I feel quite human. I, I know I'm an alien that got put into this body, but I think I've been here enough times, or perhaps my role here is mm. to feel more humanized. Well, you've been here like eight lifetimes or something, you know? Yeah. This is like my first Earth time. <sighs> Young grasshopper. <laughs> Yeah, in yeah. this body. <laughs> Whereas I feel like I'm kind of in between. I feel like, I mean, I feel like I get caught up, like not, like I dissociate from Earth mm. and get caught up in the spirit realm like you, mm. Shell. Um, but then I feel like I have learned, so I must have been here before because I feel like I have learned how to fake being an Earthling mm. when I don't feel like one. So I, I mustn't be like completely... A complete rookie. Somewhere in between. (laughs) I mean, I'm not even sure I'm not a a rookie. I don't know what, I don't have anything to compare it to, at least that I can remember. Mm. Which is, you know, one of the goals of this life, one of the the teachings is to remember who you are and where you came from. So Mm. I'm not quite there yet. I'll just have the same chat again in 10 years' time. I might remember more. Mm. Yeah, I think you'll remember more in 10 years. Mm. Yes. So how are you guys feeling about, um, I guess, moving back into, well, we don't want to say normality because I think it will be different to how it was and I also don't want to, you know, assume that everything is normal, mm. but moving back into life I guess more active life social life good I guess if that's a thing um, I'm not I, entirely sure that's going to happen uh, I'm not sure either I guess I kind of am just waiting like I know that tomorrow for us you know 10 people are allowed to be together and you can go to the pub and you can go to a restaurant and you can go back to work because I start going back to my part time job next week um 
but it's only part-time, part-time. Like, I'm only going back mm-hmm. for two days. Not even that, though. Like, it'll be half day. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I guess, in general, I feel like it's a bit strange. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel any type of way about it other than I still feel like I'm on the edge of my seat. I feel like there's something else that's going to happen that's mm-hmm. going to cause us to have to go back into retreat. Yeah. And then the vaccinations are coming up. Yeah, probably. Well, <laughs> if that's based upon the thing that I read this morning that started my whole day off. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about dystopian society, basically. And that somewhere between October to November, they're going to force us to go back into lockdown for six plus months. And then after that, they'll roll out the vaccine program and mm. the, the 060606 plan patent. I feel like that's not, I feel like they're going to try and do that. But I feel like there's going to be some type of intervention. Yeah, yeah, same. And it won't happen. Yeah. I think but same. I feel like that's, on, that's in the plans. Yeah. Yep. So that also leaves me on the edge of my seat with some popcorn ready. Like, something's going to happen. What's happening? I can feel it. There's something. I've been feeling that for months now. Like, there's something else before things just go back to normal or or any some sort of normal that we might be used to. I'm like, there's some other thing. There's some other Mm. obstacle or thing. I can feel this like thicker thing before things are back to normal I guess but I I also feel like those people at the top that are trying to do this stuff and bring in this vaccine and try and create this crazy world um I think they've grossly underestimated the people and how evolved so many of us actually are Mm. um well I think they've taken advantage of the fact that we've been asleep for so long yeah They're not ready to, like, I think we're going to, there's going to be too much pushback. I think they think we're going to fall in line like sheep and they're going to be very surprised to have backlash and and a lot of it. Yeah. And some people will fall in line by, like, sheep, as they already are. But, yeah, I feel like the percentage of people pushing back is going to kind of take them by surprise. Mm. Which will be great. Mm. And then we can move into the golden age instead of a dystopian society. The crazy thing about Holly reading that thing this morning is that it's all facts and we're already in the middle of it. It's all yeah. about the... Oh, do you have it? Do you want to read it? Do we want to talk about that or do we want no, to... No, I do not. <laughs> I do not because I don't really want to put any more energy into that thought process even though I know that by reading it when this morning uh, and recognizing that we're halfway through the, the plan, quote-unquote plan. Mm. Um, we're talking a bit of Bill Gates and Rockefellers. If anyone's curious, you can look stuff up. Listen, listen to our first uh, episodes two and three, but there's there's some more stuff out there. Yeah, Fact, I just don't feel like going into it today. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a bit wild. It is a bit wild, yeah. but you know we're I, right smack in the middle of it. Yeah, I think yeah. Part of the reason that so many people are staying, like choosing to stay asleep, even when they they have got access to that information, like they like lots of people now and that, like know that that information is there, and they've had kind of have touched on it, but they're just writing it off as crazy conspiracy theories and not really. Um, like you know critically thinking about the possibility that it could actually be true they're just completely mm-hmm. writing off and choosing to stay asleep not just being ignorant but actually choosing to stay asleep and i think that's just because you know it's obviously turns your entire life upside down mm-hmm. um and what you thought everything to be that singular narrative that you've been conditioned to believe your whole life um you know that's massive to have that crumble and fall away that big Mm. illusion is huge so i can understand why people just want to keep it at arm's length and stay sleepy Mm. yes but if you want to learn about what i read about this morning you can do your own research around something that's called lockstep which be the rockefellers foundation plan to enslave the world in the future which they started creating in 2010 so that's what i was reading about 
Like I don't I don't necessarily want to talk about it because it's it's quite a, a big topic and we've touched on it a few few times. And I think that, you know, no matter where you stand at in it, you kinda of get tired of talking about the coronavirus and mm. maybe just kind of want to not for a minute. But you know, it's a it's an interesting topic to think about. But yes, lockstep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you down this rabbit hole like right Jill we'll see you in a couple of weeks we'll throw I'll a ladder let's throw a ladder down rabbit holes now I honestly I feel like I've like created this massive I don't even want to say like a rabbit warren underground because <laughs> it just is the same symbolism as the underground tunnels and I don't want to think about that but yeah I feel like I've been down so many rabbit holes, but it's really interesting because mm. it's actually made me really interested in politics and interested in, like, I don't know, just learning about human rights and civil liberties and just so many things that I kind of, I don't know, just wasn't, I mean, I was obviously interested in, you know, human rights and stuff, but I hadn't really, it wasn't really on my agenda. Mm. Yeah, like I've read more laws and yeah. know more information about how a government runs and yeah. the processes and yeah, it's all really the shit cool. that they're doing. Yeah, it's cool, but also like, whoa, a lot of shit going on while I wasn't paying attention. But that's why it serves it serves <laughs> governments and things and these people up there. Um, it serves them to have the majority of people asleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then people just believe. You know what they see on the news about certain politicians or mm. about the government and that's you know the perception that we have but if you actually start doing all this research and listen to alternative news and alternative media you learn so many like have such a different perspective and see it from a different angle mm. i think it's also just Again, I'm not going to go like super deep into it. But here we are. We're like, we were no, going into it. Well, really we're into here it. we are. I just think it's <laughs> fascinating that so many doctors have come forward on um, not mainstream media. Yeah. Like hundreds of them to say all these things, all these facts and try and share information with us, but they're not allowed to speak on mainstream media because it goes against, you know, the agenda. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's interesting that there there's all these people that are professionals in their field and professionals in what you know what we're dealing with with this virus and everything, but they're they're being pushed aside and labelled conspiracy theorists. And you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah, interesting. And they actually get really like attacked. Like it's a real. Mm. It's not just oh, I don't want to hear your opinion. It's like people are, like are attacking people in such mm. a like aggressive way but it's also it's not their opinion it's their fact but because yeah, you well, because true. some people believe more in the government you know looking after you they can't see it like it's quiet yeah. anyway yeah which amazes me because i know people in my own life that have bought into the you know popular narrative mm. that the government is looking after them but they all like i don't know one person that trusts the government but then they're also believing everything the government is telling them mm. to do and they're doing it, knowing full well that they like don't trust the government anyway. It's like easier I don't than know anyone that's yourself. like, oh yeah, like ScoMo, he's so. just got my best interest at heart. <laughs> like I don't know anybody that speaks like that, yet they're all doing what is recommended. Mm. Yeah, it's funny, it'd be interesting to see how this all plays out and what where we're at mm. but I'm not Six attached months. to any of it because I'm risen above polarity <laughs> <laughs> same same but like yesterday we were talking about um <laughs> Saturn being like no did you think that you knew that thing <laughs> oh yeah we'll give you another lesson oh that's what Saturn so, does yeah yeah. Yeah. Saturn's good at that. Saturn's the, the karma planet. Mm. 
that happens to me a lot. I think I've learned a specific lesson and then it just <laughs> comes back at me tenfold. But that's because it's just checking. Yeah. Did you, has she actually, we heard her say this thing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's send her another one. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to really check your reactions yeah. so you can move out of that karmic cycle. Mm. Oh, I fall for it every time. Karma gets me good. <laughs> but then then you get to that space after you you know you think you've learned something and then you get shown it again in like a rougher yeah. lesson to and then you realize okay fine I didn't get it but I'm okay that I didn't get it <laughs> and I'm okay that everything has fallen apart now and here I am surrendering and then you come back to that space where everything yeah. you know, doesn't matter you so everything's fine by karma but you just surrender <laughs> I give up. You yeah. win. All Take right. Me from yours, karma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, karma. That's like a whole other subject mm. all by itself. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I was just thinking about how it comes in so many different forms, like ancestral karma and generational karma and um, karma that you've carried from a past life and maybe it's sibling karma or like mm. I mean I'm quite sure that there's a lot more versions of it out there than I even am aware of and it shows up in many different ways mm. and I feel like that the amount that I understand about what it means and how it shows up is just barely scratching the surface mm. I just know that what my understanding of it is it's like um, things that keep cropping up in your life over and over and over again, like Saturn continuously showing you the same lesson or whatever, um, that that's where the karma lies and that you have to solve it or the cycle stops with you if it's family karma like if you have something that keeps happening to each and every family member or down the line of women or down the line of men or mm. however it's chose to go mm -hmm. it's quite messy and really in, in, intense and also like complicated I feel like and I guess I wonder if that's the root of all of our lessons, karma. Mm. And again, we have caused, we've caused it, whether it was in this life mm. or a last life or uh, yeah. someone in our family because we chose that family. Like, but that's yeah. just thinking about contracts and things. You know, we yeah. come into this life knowing what we're going to face, and if there is um, karma to be carried over from someone or somewhere, you've taken that on and been like, yeah, okay, I'll wear that one this lifetime. Mm. I believe. Mm. Did you feel like karma is attached to shadow work? Yes. Yeah. I feel like you can't really do shadow work without addressing karma. Mm. Because some of the things that you cover in shadow work when you're doing that, that within yourself is stuff that's learned behaviors that come from somebody else's karma or it's passed down to you like as a gift. Mm. So that you can stop it, um, you know. Break I think that cycle. yeah, it's our duty to break cycles and things. And the only way to do that, I believe, is by doing shadow work. So yes, I do believe they're connected. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely think they're connected. But then I also think light work is connected to karma because karma Same. is just cause and effect. So mm. it doesn't really have a you know a light and a shadow polarity. But I think it has such a popular belief that karma is a negative thing. Yeah, well, there's that whole karma is a bitch thing, and it's like, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, that could be. Depends quite. what sort of human you've been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Where did well, that come I from? mean, I believe that everything's connected. So, just as much as karma is involved in shadow work, so is light work mm. is involved in shadow work, and so is like our mental thoughts and, and processes and how those are all connected to our emotions, which then leads to having to do shadow work to begin with. It's it's all like a huge cycle that most of it we don't even see happening. It's internally and or in the planets and the stars or written in our map or mm. all the things that we can have access to in this day and age to learn about, but don't necessarily fully know how to wrap our heads around. Mm. And then but, it's only when we can start to wrap our heads around it, like we learn about our astrology, we learn about our mind and how it works, and we learn about our depression, and we learn about our karma, and we learn about our 
ancestral stuff and our generational curses and we learn about all that stuff then we can start to do the shadow work which then helps us become better light workers and then mm. you know, it's like it's just this constant thing i think yeah anyways. i that's a very informed way of looking at it though i think too because you can absolutely be out there and have no idea about your family karma or what karma even means for you what lessons you're here to learn but those lessons will still present themselves and you just have to take the high road every time you know and yeah. face like mm. which is the shadow work right mm. doing those lessons again and again and tackling them in different ways until you've you know ended that cycle without it like you can still do that without knowing anything about your karma you just have to um work your way mm. as best as you can through whatever the problem is to be solved and realize if there is a pattern i guess realize yeah here and it is I again think, yeah i think part of working through your karma also is being in a space where you're aligned with your authenticity mm. because like ways that we are conditioned like i know myself personally um i've been in many karmic cycles and i kind of couldn't really get the lesson until I was stepping more into my authentic self because I didn't really, yeah. I couldn't see it from a perspective where I could look at it from the outside and see what the lesson actually was because I was so like in the kind of cycle of the conditioning. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, part of being our authentic selves is like being able to stand in a space where we can, um, I guess, resolve more karma. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. I have an example of that, but I don't know, it's kind of personal. I was just feeling about like how I realised a while ago with a human in my life, I, I didn't understand um, why they were so awful <laughs> to me and I kept trying to make it better I kept mm. trying to be um maybe the person they wanted me to be mm. but I was never that and I never understood until finally you know after years of sort of trying and trying and failing there was there was something that happened that was said where it's like this wave came over me from my head like through my whole body and it's like I just dropped this shadow into the ground and it was like that renewed glowy golden feeling of me standing there going why do you care what this person thinks yeah and it was it was like such a profound feeling because i all of a sudden was just going wow through all of this i could have actually asked myself why did it matter to me that this person Mm. cared what you know I could have just turned around and said I don't like the way you treated me I'm not into it mm. this is that's not how we treat each other um but I didn't I didn't understand that it took a lot of beating down before I realized I had a choice to not care about what this person thought yeah you know mm. It's, it's, it takes that, like we've said a bunch of times now, that surrendering to that space where you just like, yeah, you need, yeah. you need to go through a certain amount of it to even understand that you need to surrender mm. or how to surrender. Mm. But before that, I was so asleep and so in the situation that it just was this recurring thing. Yeah. It took, it took a long time to be like, this doesn't have to be a thing. I've, I've chosen for this to be a thing because I'm not... I'm doing everything that is not aligned with me. I'm presenting myself to try and be this right person mm. by this other person, um, but it's not me. Yeah. You know? Isn't that funny? Sometimes not authentic. Like the, the karmic cycles are just so... It's almost like they have a life of their own, like we're just living mm. them, but mm. they've got a life of their own and we just kind of go along for the ride and it's our patterning, mm. but we're not even really, like, thinking... Um, about why we're doing things, like we just mm. we just do them. Yeah. Conditioning. Mm. Yes. But then we're modeling you, when and mirroring and yeah. matching people that we grew up with yeah. and things that came with us from other lives and um stuff that we believe to be true or hold 
hold dear mm. to ourselves as mm. the way that you behave as a human. Mm. Um, you know, and it's all really just a part of conditioning, even mm. though you don't realize it until you realize it. And then you can start to see the patterns and you can start to see the behaviors and you can start to think about how to not do those things. Mm. It's such a beautiful thing to have that perspective shifted and be able to step into who you really are. Mm. And so really, it's all about perspective mm. and it's all about the cycle everything's a cycle like, mm -hmm. and it's just your perspective changes that cycle mm. and it's all connected right mm. yeah, yeah breaking comic patterns and things if anyone's listening if you've never if you're like what the hell is that how do i do that i don't know this is something we have to deal with <laughs> <laughs> um it is simply that breaking a pattern but sometimes it takes yeah. you know going through a trauma going through things a lot. <laughs> a lot until until that perspective is brought about because you have been broken by that, mm. you know, learning. It's not easy, but especially when it comes to relationships and love, like mm. if you were raised in a way that that's what you thought love was, mm. and it's not even a conscious, um, like you're not even consciously thinking, oh, that's what love is, so I'm going to choose it. But it's mm. just such a subconscious. Thing that you're drawn to because it's a belief system that you have about love and a belief system that you have about yourself mm. so what we believe we create so yeah i know like i grew up with an adoptive mum that was narcissistic and so then i've in so many of my relationships i've chosen either emotionally unavailable people or i've chosen the ones where i end up with cognitive dissonance because it's mm. just so their perspectives just flip-flop so often that i'm just left reeling with this sense of unreality knowing just going like what the fuck is going on mm. do you want me do you not want me do you you know like it's just so confusing that i just can't even think straight mm. um and i've just chosen like over and over and over people that have like mirrored my upbringing in some ways mm. and it's not until recently that i've kind of started to think about it in a more conscious way in a more conscious way and step into my authentic self that I've realised that, you know, that's not actually what love is and it's not the kind of relationship I want mm. and, you know, I believe differently about love and about myself so that means that's what I'll create. Mm. Mm. Um, and so we'd be really curious to know <laughs> where does your karma come from and how are you handling it in this life? And you can find us on Instagram at cosmic underscore collective two 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 two. We would love to have a chat about your karma, your uh, current stance and place in the pandemic, um, and maybe just how you're doing in general. So hit us up. Let's have a conversation. If if you want to go a bit more in depth too and have a chat with us, you can shoot us an email. Mm -hmm. um, Cosmic Collective 2222 at gmail.com. Or mm, we'll slide into our DMs <laughs> on Instagram. Yep. Um, so until next time. <laughs>